0: Luckily there's a reason why they it's a forty minute game and they give you two halves to to show what you can do and you're not judged until the clock hits zero. So um rough sledding a little bit in the first half and then but the second half obviously we I, I left a halftime speech up to the assistant coaches, so uh came out in the second half and played much better than the pregame speech that I gave. But um that was a joke. Um but we came out in the second half and, and, and started doing more things that were our kinds of things, the stuff that we've done on a regular basis. You know, the first half it was, honestly, my message to him at halftime, cause I'm sure somebody will ask about that, was just uh, that, this is, this is your team, and I'm along for the ride, and so my main job is to push some buttons on who's in the game and who needs a breather. And so I'm going to do that in the second half. I'm not going to, it won't be histrionics. It won't see me getting red in the face and yelling and trying to get you to do things that you already know you need to do in order for us to play really well and have success. I'm not going to do that. It's your team. You got to decide that you're going to do that. And, you know, somebody seems like they're not doing that. I'll push the button and get another guy in there while you take a breather. And that's kind of how it went in the second half and our energy was incredible in the second half and so I think that led to a lot of the successes that we had in the second half. Amon well, obviously 31 points speaks for itself but just how much better can Colin be being just a freshman and having that kind of performance? I, I mean I said this the last maybe I said this the last time that his ceiling is unbelievably high and so Obviously, that doesn't always translate to what the box score looks like. He had 31. Maybe that'll ultimately one day be his career high. Um, but just as in terms of evolving as a player, it's, a, it's, it's, it's amazing to see and th- and how much more room there is for him to grow as a basketball player. It's, a, it's, it's amazing. He's got unbelievable energy. Then you combine that with tremendous athleticism, um, and then his instincts on both sides of the ball are are way ahead of the curve on just his natural basketball instincts. So on those three things alone, forget any basketball skill, the ability to attack and pass and play off the dribble, the ability to shoot from the perimeter. Forget anything else. Um, he's got incredible touch. You saw that. Some of the some of the finishes were. Um, he's on the move. He got bumped and fouled, and he's still able to finish even though his body was contorted a little bit. Um he's got tremendous hand-eye coordination. He's just, uh, you know, I don't want to sit here and talk all about Colin. We had some other good performances. But his ceiling is incredibly high as I see it. Elijah in the front here. Defensively, uh, you guys probably had some lapses that were probably, I think, you would deem as uncharacteristic. And then in the second half, it felt like maybe a little more aggressive on maybe the ball screen defense. What kind of changes were made, maybe schematically, when it comes to uh, the ball screens and then the defensive side of the floor? We got a little more aggressive on the ball screen in the second half. I mean, we have a couple different ball screen coverages, that one. You know, for, for all the pluses of one, there are some downsides to it, too. But one one plus of that aggressive one is that it gets our gets us moving. I mean, if we get into that aggressive ball screen coverage and there's no backside protection, then it's going to be a layup fest. So it makes people from the backside get off the ball, attack. Um, it puts us in a more aggressive mode defensively. So um, I thought that was a big part of it. But there were just some so many other things, Zach Davis on two Specific occasions as I'm watching on the other end in front of their bench, there's a stagger screen come in and they're they're aggressive screeners and and strong, and he dips his shoulder and gets around him. Whereas in the first half he was hugging those screens and you know you could time it with a sundial for him to get around the screen. Um, We talk a lot about you can get screened, that's what teams are going to do, but you can't stay screened. And Zach did a much, much, much better job in the second half. And some other guys, too, of trying to avoid screens um, once contact was made, um, being, being persistent about chasing the ball down so that you would get there and there wouldn't be shots. So I just thought, in general, the ball screen, it was probably easier to see in the ball screen coverage. But there was some stuff off the ball also that we were doing just significantly better in terms of effort, energy, alertness, uh, commitment to a couple of basic principles. Hey, Lamont, you said you let the assistant coaches talk to the team at halftime. I was just wondering, on most game days, are you more good cop, bad cop, or a mixture of both? Yeah, um, probably a mixture of both. Honestly, I keep, trying to get to, I keep trying to get the assistant coaches to be bad cop more often. Just so you know, sometimes you like to come into the gym and say, I don't know what was going on with coach today. He was on something else. Come over here, and uh, you know. But it's part of the job is that you're probably the bad cop more often. But I do try to encourage those guys sometimes to be to be the bad cop if something's happening that they feel passionate about how it's impacting us. But um, we we got such a good relationship with the guys, and I do also that they know when it's real. They know when when I mean something, and they need to make an, an instantaneous change. They know when I'm nitpicking a little bit. They have a good feel for that. Um, and, and I don't ever forget to, I probably don't say it enough, but I don't forget to say positive things to them also. I, you know, just I, like I mentioned those things that Zach was doing in the game. I mean, they're big time plays that he does and chases those screens. Michi made an incredible pass, and it's a, I couldn't get his attention. To to say something live to in the game about how good of a pass that was, and so just you know I try not to forget the good things that they do. Also, you know you get you get caught up in in nitpicking on the smallest things when you're trying to do something special. But uh, but yeah, it's a mixture. I'm mainly I'm generally a good cop. I think as and in general, I think I'm a fairly good cop. Matt in the back Is there any part of you that's worried if Colin keeps progressing like this, you're going to be be beating off NBA scouts with a stick? Because we're already seeing what local kids like Gigi are doing at the next level. Yeah, I, I, you know, I just, we're just trying to get better, you know, and playing. This is 2024. And so there's a lot of movement and for all kinds of reasons and in all kinds of places. So um, I hope one day that he's in position that somebody, that writes really big checks for guys to play basketball. Thinks that he's a guy that they want, uh, and I, I want that for all of our guys. Honestly, I want that for all of our guys. But um, until then, we're here and we got work to do, and we're on a mission. We've been talking about that a lot, um, and I think in the second half we played like we were on a mission. I thought, I thought, I thought just our overall determination and energy. Like, forget if we made the shots or didn't make the shots. I just thought the the, the the juice that we played with in the second half was, was really good. Pete, I'm right here. Lamont, 21 wins this year after 21 losses last year. Do, can yeah. you allow yourself to kind of enjoy what's happened already or is the life of a coach that, you know, hey, we got Auburn in four days and yeah. we are on that mission? I mean, both. I, I think I've made a commitment, particularly as it pertains to our players, to to enjoy more of the... The process, um, I think they need that more also in 2024, and that's not an indictment on them. I just that's just the way I've evaluated it. But um, so I do. I try to. I try to. But you know, it's, in terms of that kind of stuff, that's you're you're building a program. You're trying to build a program, a real program um, that you can reproduce. And so that there's there's this season, but there are a lot of seasons when you're talking about a program. Um, and so it's hard to, as a coach, to, to spend a lot of time or much time at all thinking about achievements, you know, until, until they tell you to hang the uniforms up. Then you look back and say, you know, maybe that was really good, that was pretty special what we did. Um, but while you're in the thick of it, it's easy to, it's easier to, if you have that mindset, and and and, and that's the mindset I've been. I, I talk about it all the time when i was at wisconsin it was very difficult for me to enjoy in the moment what was happening because we were so i was so driven on the next thing i was so driven um i have tried to do a better job of that this year i have done a better job i'll say that you've seen me dancing and stuff but but it, it it's hard you know you 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 do get focused on on when you have a group that has some stuff out there to achieve still that you you know how do we do that how do i help them Achieve those things, and you stay focused on that. You mentioned Amici pass a few questions ago. He had another five assists today. I think that's thirteen this week. Do you feel like his passing is maybe a little bit underrated when people just see the shots? And if so, what makes him such a good passer in your opinion? Yeah, I mean, I, I think his passing certainly is underrated. Um, it it's it stems from a lot of things. One, he's got great feel. He's got really good vision. He has a. He he processes information so fast because he moves really fast. I mean, lightning fast this guy is from the time that he decides to rip, drive, and make an attack to uh, plan A was to get a layup. Uh, Defender comes. Plan B was to throw to the roller, if it was a ball screen. Um, Then the corner guy helps. Plan C is to throw back to the shakeup guy. We call it a shakeup guy. To see all that that, that, that happens so quickly. That happens so quickly. Um, and he has to process that information. And it's even, it happens even faster when you're as fast as he is. And so that's, that's a, a tremendous strength. He has a feel for what might be open, but he processes that information incredibly quickly. And he has the ability, the physical abilities, then to put the ball where it needs to be. And so I think he's certainly underrated as a passer, um, and just as a creator. I keep telling everybody, you know, every it looks great when you when you make a bunch of points, but we need we need Meechie Johnson to have his foot on the gas pedal, and and sometimes that means the other team's going to say, well, you're not going to get a layup, and so you're going to have to pass to somebody else. And so he's willing to do that. The will he has all that skill, he has all that feel for when to do it, but what, what, what wins the day for him is the fact that he has the will to do that. And, um, and there are not a lot of guys, honestly, that are willing to do that when the whole world has identified them as a scorer, right? His, in his life, probably, he's been identified as a guy that can make the ball go in. And so to have the willingness to do what he does as a passer is, uh, is, is pretty uh, rare territory.